Hello, all you curious creatures out there. I'm Amber A. And I'm Andrew McKay, and welcome into The Portal, a place where we discuss all things lost, unexplained, and straight-up strange. Ancient lost history, cryptozoology, worldwide myths and legends are all things to expect when you dive into The Portal. Like the time we covered the strange case of giant humanoid swimmers in Siberia's Lake Baikal. Or the terrifying legend of the Braxton County monster who stalked the hills of West Virginia. Oh, and don't forget about the enduring mystery of Egypt's lost underworld. We dig it all, so join us every week for a brand new adventure into some of the world's lesser-known unexplained phenomena, cryptic creatures, and historical mysteries. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And of course, at intotheportal.com, your gateway to the bizarre. So come join us. The only question is, will you peer into the portal? All right, and three, two, one. That was way off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, here we are once again. Adam, are you ready for us to call this meeting to order? Absolutely, and let it be so-called to order. Terrific. Let's begin. I have a declaration to make. Is it of independence? No, it's not. (laughs) But what it is, is that we've officially gotten to the point in the group where I'm struggling mightily to keep up. Yes, that is 100% true. And I found it funny because last week I said... If I'm either really active or a ghost, and this week because of my schedule, I was a ghost, and my phone just—I—I I, I don't think it stopped vibrating for about four or five days. <laughs> <laughs> just like well, and I, I think you would agree it's a—it's a really great problem to have. Totally, I don't—I was not complaining in the slightest because I love it. Yeah, I, I love it as well. I'm absolutely grateful for it for all of it. I, I want everybody that's listening and that's in the group to know that that we both feel that way. However, here's some irony for you, Adam. Okay. We started off the staff meetings because we didn't have time on our normal episodes for all the content. Correct. Now we don't have time for everything on the staff meetings. (laughs) What what do we need now? Like a board meeting? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't... There's not really a solution for this challenge. Basically, what it comes down to is we could record multiple times a week and may still not be able to cover all the very worthy stuff from the group. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, as long as we keep having this, you know, crazy content, we can always have something to put out and keep promoting people in the group on the show. Right. Which is something we really like doing. Yes. So just an advisory for everyone. If we don't include something on the show that you've posted or that you would like to make the show, please don't take it personally. No, no, no. Take it personally. It's because we don't like you. (laughs) That's from Adam. I'm going to say don't take it personally. Because really what it means is I either missed it or we just couldn't get to it. And, and, and in this case, we, you know, we've said previously on, on, in other situations, hey, we'll try to get to it in a future episode. In this case, we probably won't because it, it won't make it to a future episode because we always have enough new stuff that we won't really have time to go back to old stuff. Right. But let's keep that, that fresh content coming and we'll do our best to get it in the show. For sure. No, no. That's the point is we're always going to make every effort to include your stuff. 
sometimes I'm just going to miss it. Every day I miss something. If it's because of the Facebook algorithm or whatever the reason is, I just... It just slips through the cracks, which is often very frustrating when, when you when you see something you want to go back to it, but you can't because it just gets lost and you can't find it again. Right, and, and we the group has done an excellent job of using hashtags and different things like that, and that that helps a ton. Either putting yeah. staff meeting or poll or whatever relevant hashtag, yeah, or, or, or tagging me on it, which I never mind. It, you know, don't hesitate to to specifically tag me on your post if you want me to see it. Uh, I don't I don't mind the group. That's that's actually super helpful, and I don't mind it at all. Right. Well, and before we get to our to our agenda for today, Adam. Uh huh. I wanted to give everybody an update on the Gravity Beard Real World. Yes. Yes, please update the masses. The general update is that this thing is actually coming together. Yes. Yes, it is. And we might have some real specific details sooner than later. And for those that don't know what this is, we're talking about renting a house probably in and around the Orlando area or something like that. We're going to invite uh, several of our most engaged interns and have a three to four day mini real world, just like from MTV. Yes, and it's going to be great. Here's the deal, though. We plan on recording a bunch of stuff while we're there. And yeah. we're going to release it as kind of a series, a gravity beard real world for those that can't make it in future episodes, kind of like a series of episodes when we get back. So stay tuned for more details. And if I'm not mistaken, Chris, we might have an appearance from Russian Bear. Interesting. Okay. Yep, I was I was made aware that Russian Bear might make an appearance in so much as Russian Bear will be seen. Well, and Russian Bear doesn't you don't really see him, but he sees you. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. And remember, as he said in the last one, in Soviet Russia, the podcast listens to you. So that's correct. Yeah. So, you know, it's gonna be interesting, but he he might make an appearance. Well, and didn't didn't he also say that Russian Bunny might also be there? Russian Bunny might also join, for sure. Wow. That's kind of good news for everyone else and maybe not very good news for you. It's it's basically the worst news possible for me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe everything's going to come to a head and that's where, you're, where they're finally going to settle up with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully I can clear my name for once. I mean, geez, you know. Well, I, I it, think I think that what, what's going to happen, there, potentially there's a lot of things. I don't want to go on and on about this, but potentially there's a lot of things that could happen that we've been talking a lot about. There might be merch. Yeah. One thing that might actually happen if the right people show up and I, and we're that there's a good chance they will is we may actually have the sandwich round table. I'm really hoping we get the sandwich round table. I do too. So that, that could happen. So there's a number of things that may come together. We, we we're probably going to do some live uh, podcast shows with some of the podcast hosts are going to be there. We're going to do a lot of great stuff. It's going to be a ton of fun. And we're, we're going to try to capture as many, much of it as we can to bring it back to the show. So the people that can't make it, because obviously the majority of people aren't gonna be able to make it, but right. we want to try to capture it, uh, the audio and, and bring it back to everybody. And I think we're going to do a uh, flat earth round table, if you yeah. see what pun I did there. Yes. Well, and that's the other thing. It, it, so again, it really depends on who can attend. And we're going to reach right. out to everybody that, that we need, right. that needs to be there for these things. But yeah, depending on who's in attendance, we're going to try to get to as many of these things that we've said we're going to try to get to in, in future episodes. <laughs> right. So many things to, to get to. But uh, I think that the, the cool thing is that no matter who's actually able to go, it's going to be amazing. It really is. It really is. And we've already started looking at some houses and some dates and some things. And so this is going to start coming into into focus here. Uh, probably, probably by next episode, I bet we have a pretty good idea how this is going to go down. Yeah. So to get your tickets, just go to www.gravitybeard.com slash real world tickets. No, no <laughs> that's not. Don't do that. Because if you do that, that, first of all, that website doesn't exist. You're gonna, sorry. It's, you're gonna, sorry it's, 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 it's my email address at paypal.com. That's the one you need to send. <laughs> no, to. that's not correct either. No. <laughs> 
come on, man. You know what? You're right. You can just send money directly in Facebook now. So that's just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and get started with today's agenda, and we're going to begin the way we have lately, and that's by counting down our top 10 contributors to the Gravity Beard Interns. All right, so let's count it down. Uh, I'm just going to go through these uh, fairly quickly. Okay. So, So number 10 is our friend Tori. Thank you, Tori. Yeah, so funny. Number, number nine is Brisky Cawthon from uh, Turn of Phrases. Thank you, Brisky. Awesome pun turning. Number eight is Corey McCord, a.k.a. Sciencey McScience Face. Yes, classic gentleman. Yep. Number seven is Sarah Stapleton from Sarah Hacks for That and Life is Messy, my co-host on our other show. And Macklemore. Number six is uh, Vlado. Ah, the, new, the newcomer who stepped up in a big way. Yeah, he's moving up. He crept into the top 10, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and yeah. now he's now he's threatening the top five. I feel like he was immediately active in the group, which is great. He really was, and we appreciate that. And he's hilarious, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. And his show is great. It's called It's Not Rocket Surgery, and it's very funny. You guys should check it out. <laughs> okay, and so here's here's where it starts to get surprising, Adam. Okay. We've had a bit of a shakeup. Oh. I said in the last episode that the top four don't really change. They just kind of, it's the same four people. They just move around a little bit. Right. They jockey for positions. Yes. That's no longer the case. Oh. Now we're going to dig more deeply. I'm not going to point to the specific reason. We'll dig more deeply at the end of this episode. Uh huh. But Jim Weir has moved into the top four. Oh, man. Right past the top five into the top four. Yes. So he was kind of in the fifth sixth, fifth or sixth spot. He's now in the top four. Keith Gala from Pop-Up Filmcast, he's now in the five spot. Ooh. Your top four are now Jim Weir, Tiff in the third spot, Luke Umscheid, and Paul Chomo still occupies the number one spot. Mr. Internet himself. Yes. The king of the internet. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There's your top 10. Wow. That is impressive. Jim Weir. Yeah, I feel like this week especially, he has been a buzz in the group, which is awesome. It is awesome. Now, I, I want to do one more thing that we don't do very often, and that is I, I want to recognize kind of some folks in, in that next group of people, kind of in 11 through 20. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to do a complete countdown. I just want to mention them because they are great contributors. We don't want them to think that just because they're not in the top 10 that, that we think any less of them. So, of course... Uh, Kelsey Jane, Leslie Morgan, Casey Jones, Bob Haynes, uh, Jess, Jess Ann, uh, Chris Osborne, uh, Christopher DeVos from Podcast 42, of course, Chris Osborne from Play Comics Podcast, uh, Tom from Jake and Tom Conquer the World, uh, Clay Groves from Fish Nerds, of course, and Carrie McGinnis from Blazing Caribou and uh, Feast on History. So uh, there's some other folks that are really great contributors. We just want to shout you guys out. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like, though, that even though those are technically the 11 to 20 spot, that that's it's got to be a tight run because those people are active af there's no doubt for sure they really are so i definitely want to give them shout outs because they deserve yeah so thanks everybody okay we don't have birthdays we're going to wait until december and do december birthday so we'll look forward to that on the next episode moving right along the next thing we're going to do is a little bit of cleanup from last episode okay kelsey and tori had sent some audio in on the occasion of our 50th episode oh and, and Adam, we just didn't have time to get to it. <laughs> and look, this is proof that we are making every effort to get to it. Yes. We, right now, we are executing on that promise. Anyways, it was 
It was a group of things that are t- that are also turning 50. Hey, hey, like our show, 50. That's right. <laughs> it actually came in two parts. And I think the reason for that is because they might have been a little drunk when they recorded this. <laughs> oh, classic Kelsey and Tori. I love those guys. <laughs> I do as well. So here we go. Here's part one. Here's the beat. I hope that you guys can hear this. My reception's really bad. I only got like half of that to message. But since it's the 50th anniversary or episode or whatever, I figured I'd read off 50 things that are turning 50. No, 10 things that are turning 50 in 2018. <laughs> you reading them off or rooting them off? Like root off the red nose reindeer? I'm reading them off. Reading them off? Okay. Reading them off. Good yeah. question. Anywho, Planet of the Ape apparently turns 50 according to MeTV.com. Uh, I think of what's worth. Which is a good show, which is one reason why, uh, it's the only reason why I'm afraid of monkeys directing over the world someday. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You did research for this? I thought we were just going to make up a bunch of stupid and <laughs> That's your job. I would no. do research. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to make up a bunch of stupid <laughs> Cool. Go ahead with your research. All right. My research told me that also, <laughs> 2001, A Space Odyssey turns 50, and that was a mind-blowing Mind of a movie. <laughs> uh, bean bags turn fifty. Everyone loves bean bags. A good bean bag is just the best thing ever. Lava lamps. Everyone loves lava lamps. Those are fifty years old. According to this thing, so are Hot Wheels. If you can believe it or not, they are leading the way. Two mm. Ziploc bags. No, you gotta buy Ziploc bags, not the Walmart crap. And not Dylan's off-brand stuff. You want the on-brand stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was that was part one. Dude, they are hilarious. All right, so believe it or not, there's actually a second part of this. I can believe it. <laughs> yeah, so here we go. All right, since you cut me off, I'm just going to continue. Just pretend you're still listening. Oh, okay, so listen here. All right, Archie's. <laughs> Although, that's a good comic. I bought a couple of those when I was little. Intel, super big. If you want a good computer, got to make sure you're in I'm in here to tell you that you needed Intel in your computer. That was an ad. That's an actual thing that's yeah. 50 years old. July 18th in stock. It says right there. Wow. I'm not lying to you. And the last one is Virginia Slims for all those ladies that, that smoke. Super Slims or Super Tiny. Yeah, really that was like my nickname color. in high school. Yeah, little people. <laughs> this is so dainty. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like a woman at all. Happy 50th! Happy 50th! So that is basically a hundred percent depiction of like the way they interact in real life. Like yep. one of them will say a comment and then there's like four to five or six sub comments just to each other, barely audible to the rest of us. <laughs> but if you catch it, it's really, really funny. I agree. I love both of them. And I'd also like to add they're made for each other. Oh, a hundred percent. They're like two pieces of a puzzle that fit so perfectly together. I absolutely agree. Okay. Thanks guys for, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for for calling the hotline and leaving a drunken rambling about things that are, <laughs> that are 50 years old that have turned 50. Okay, so we don't normally do this, but I'm actually going to play an early round of hotline messages because these are also left over from our 50th. Okay. These, these, are, these are folks that called in with a messages about our 50th episode after we actually recorded the episode. Oh, okay, cool. That's yeah, cool. so I want, to, I want to circle back and play those. You ready? Yep. Here you go. 
Hey, what's up, Toph? What's up, Adam? This is Keith from the Pop Up Filmcast. Hey, congratulations on uh, 50 episodes here uh, for the show, and uh, you know, good luck with another 50 more. Uh, everything you guys seem to be doing uh, with these uh, staff meetings and this week today, it's all really good except for quick hits. That just absolutely sucks. But, you know, you guys can't be <laughs> Anyway, love the show. Keep it up. Uh, hopefully I'll get to come on again sometime. And uh, Chris, yeah, look, eventually you got to tell Adam it's over and you, you replace him. But, you know, we'll, we'll get around to that. Don't worry. All right. Uh, uh, talk to you later. Guys. Bye. Uh, you. <laughs> I was so happy with your message until <laughs> until that, man. You know what? I, 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 you know what? I, I didn't want to have to do this, but I've prepared a round of quick hits just for this special occasion. <laughs> Chris, are you ready for news story number one? <laughs> well, actually, I, I was going to... We already have to apologize to him because the episode literally that aired just before this one involved quick hits. So. <laughs> quick hits. <laughs> I blame the group for this, but even the group now is starting to post really great news stories. Yeah. So I have way more that we could ever get to. So it, that's almost forcing us into doing news quick hits every time. And I, I like just hear you say news quick hits because I know what's coming up next. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Keith, thank you for the for the message about our fifty. <laughs> I just like how he slipped in. He's like, no, it's really great, except for the quick hits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's our next message. Okay. Hey, what's up, Gravity Beard? This is me, Jable Jack Black, nice movie star yes. and rock star of Tenacious D. This is how I talk. Oh, okay. There you I go. just want to say that you guys have a awesome show. Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> it's blown my brain balls out of my head. <laughs> I will continue to listen. I heard this is your 50th episode, and I know that because I've been listening since episode one. Oh, wow. I've been a big fan. Lord Saunders, we're going to get that drink. Yes. Ooh, you want to and we'll do it in the town of Miami. Whoa. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Dope. I think you're doing a great job. Thanks, buddy. Keep up the good work. And one day you'll get to meet one of your comedian friends. This is uh, Jack Black signing off. Jables here with Cage. Tenacious D. Jumanji. It's the jungle inside your soul. There you go. That one's free. Courtesy of Jack Black. Jables. This is how I talk. Dunsky. What a oh, great man. call. Dude, with a song and everything. <laughs> I mean, we, we got the complete Jack Black all-in-one hotline message. I, I feel like it was a strong Jack Black phone call. And like, I mean, he's, he's wish you the best with your stuff and he's going to come to Miami for a drink. Listen, I'm extreme. I'm blown away and extremely thankful every time a celebrity calls in. That might be one of my favorites, though. <laughs> I was... It was a... I, I think that one and the uh, LeBron James calling and quitting on the 50th anniversary was also <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> true I do, li- calls, I do like to I do like to continuously get messages from LeBron about how he's going to quit whatever it is he's working on <laughs> it's funny every time but yeah thanks Jack Black for calling in I mean that's a huge celebrity call one of my dream come true right there and you're going to get to have a celebrity cocktail with him and you don't even have to go anywhere he's coming to you yeah I mean like what did I do to deserve such a such an honor well, you've done 50 episodes of a terrific podcast, Adam. I think he's heard of Gravity Beard. Am I right? <laughs> Apparently, he's heard of Gravity Beard. Okay, here's our next message. Toph, Adam, this is Paul. How are you this morning? Hey, buddy. just wanted hey, buddy. to uh, up, congratulate Paul? you on 50 episodes of Tomorrow This Week. 
It's a really good podcast, <laughs> and that's, that's you've had both Donna and and myself on your podcast, and you had a lot of fun, and you've always been such great supporters of the Varmints podcast, uh, which, as you know, is an educational uh, podcast about animals. We are at blazingcariboustudios.com slash varmints. We're on all the podcatchers, including <laughs> Apple Podcasts and <laughs> at, varmints, uh, uh, at Varmints Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, varmintspodcast.gmail.com. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash varmints. But I digress. Um, I, I do love your show, and I wish you... 50 more episodes of tomorrow next week. Take care. <laughs> okay. okay. So I was, I mean, it was, a, it was a little bit of a low blow, you know, but that, that call ended up so much more hilarious than I even was expecting. It just caught me so off guard. I was like, okay, Paul, awesome. Love Paul. I can't wait to hear what he's going to say. And then I just lost it. <laughs> I, I don't know. After listening to that, I mean, I've always thought that Paul was supporting us and listening to every episode. Now I'm not sure if he's ever heard our show. No, shameless promotion to get his educational podcast about animals at www.vermins.com on the Blazing Caribou Network. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, thank you for everything you do. Thank you for the tremendous support and thank you for that phone call. (laughs) That was really funny, Paul. Awesome. That was very funny. Okay, here's our next message. Hi, this is President Gerald Ford. Whoa. This is how I talk. Oh, it is him. I just kind of want to say that even though I've been misquoted on the show, I think you guys are doing great work. (laughs) And uh, I especially like Laura Saunders. He's just a fantastic host. Yes. Um, I agree with that. uh, I wish you guys, you know, a happy 50th episode anniversary. And uh, I I look forward to, I'm looking forward to the next 50 up to come. So keep up the good work. This is President Gerald Ford. This is how I talk. And uh, Dunsky. Man, thank you, Mr. President. Yeah, I mean, dude, a repeat call? Even after all the misquoting that's gone on in this show? And, and all the imposter um, Gerald Fords that called in? Yeah, that was a whole thing. But he still he stayed true, and he didn't let it bother him, and he called in for the 50th. Yeah, not at all. Thank you, sir. We really appreciate that. Okay, let's go to the next one. Hi, this is Michael Jordan. Yes! Six-time <laughs> NBA All-Star. This is how I talk. He's a winner. I'm sorry, six-time NBA champion. Darn right. This is how I talk. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Jordan. You know why I say that, champion? Because I won. <laughs> many, many times I won. It's true. And I never left my team. I never quit. <laughs> I just kept going strong. I'm Michael Jordan, and I know how to win. <laughs> I wanted to acknowledge the fact that I am still winning at life. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people don't like me if they say that I'm mean, but they're not winning like I am. So uh, this is uh, Michael Jordan. Just wanted to call and wish you guys the best of luck on 50 more episodes to start. And I've been looking forward to hearing from the Gravity Beard podcast team for many years to come. Thanks, guys. This is Michael Jordan, six-time NBA champion. This is how I talk. Don't you? Wow. Wow. Sports. Like sports. <laughs> We just heard once again from Sports Royalty. I mean, dang, dude. Jordan, you know? <laughs> I like how he's like, it's okay, because I'm still winning at life. <laughs> I'm still winning at life. <laughs> Michael Jordan can scoreboard just about any human being. <laughs> Honestly. It's so true. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. There's some leftover messages from our 50th episode. Oh, man, I'm really glad we got to, to hear those. I mean, thanks to yeah, Kelsey too. and Tori. And I, <laughs> I can just imagine them with a phone between them, like just jawing at each other. <laughs> you know, while <laughs> <Yeah>. they, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that at some point they forgot that they were leaving a message. And they were just I having think, a conversation yeah. like they normally would without us. Right. Two or three times I think that happened in the, on the call. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, th- those are all the messages for now. We'll get to some more later. Why don't we move on to some polls, Adam? I love the polling. I do as well. So I posed a question to the group. If it were easy, should the U.S., as in the United States, <laughs> convert to the metric system? Yes. Yes. The The results were overwhelming. 22 to 7 said yes. And I need Tiff, Keith, Leslie, Christopher DeVos, Jeff Morrow, and Kate Knup to call the hotline at 321-465-2180. And please explain why you would vote no. Yeah, because don't, I mean, you, I, don't you think that should have been unanimous? Yeah, I feel like we should have a world standard. This is dumb. There's only like one or two developed countries in the entire world that still are not on the metric system. It's like the United States and like Myanmar or something. <laughs> like, look it up. It makes no sense that we're, that we're not on the metric system. That's, yeah, that's stupid. However, I will say that Jim Ware, I called out for people to, to call in with their opinion about this. Uh-huh. He voted no, and he did leave a message. Oh, yes. And here it is right now. <laughs> well, I hear you boys want to know why I ain't in favor of changing over that there uh, metric system. <laughs> well, it's because I'm American. <laughs> you see, that that metric system was invented by them English, right? Well, I don't hear either of you girly boys answer me. <laughs> so I guess I must be right. Well, I don't trust them English. My grandpappy went over there during the big war, WW1, <laughs> and he told me stories that just turn your stomach. He said they eat the shittiest foods you could imagine, <laughs> and then they act like it tastes good. Now, that's a little unnerving. <laughs> but then, how they put milk in their tea. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Now, how the hell could you put milk in sweet tea? <laughs> that just ain't right but the one that broke it for me uh, they drank the beer warm oh, yeah geez. that's a good point actually now, no right minded human would do that without a gun to their head <laughs> these people can't be trusted I think this change over to the metric system is part of a it's part of a communist plot to take over the US of A <laughs> and they probably on their way over here right now in some kind of Boat caravan. Well, this boy will be waiting for him at the harbor gates there. God bless America. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a great call. You know what? I take it back. I didn't think that someone could put forth a, an argument yeah. against, against the metric system, but folks, you just heard it. That's pretty solid, guys. I mean, yeah, I, you, I don't have a response to that? that. No, no. Mostly because he called us out. <laughs> <laughs> and he called us girly boys, too. <laughs> yeah, wow. Jeez, man. Seriously. Jeez, Jim. <laughs> we like you, bro. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'm, now I'm second-guessing I'm second guessing my own position on the metric system. Well, I like also how we had nothing to say, and he was like, why don't I hear you say anything? <laughs> <laughs> Seems a little unfair since we don't do a live show, but... <laughs> Fair enough. 
I mean, fair enough. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. And I mean, I don't know. I was a girly boy, but maybe I am. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that one 90 second message is making me question everything. Yeah. You know, I, I think he's right, though. I mean, we should speak the language of the Bible, English. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Okay, let's move on to our next poll. Okay. This one was posted by Bob Haynes, who's the host of the Cretans Guild podcast. That's a great show. He's a good dude. And that was, uh, which type of peanut butter do you prefer? 18 people prefer chunky compared to 11 who choose creamy or smooth. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Because <laughs> you're on the majority side of this? I'm on the majority side, baby. Now, Jim Weir, who we just heard from, he doesn't like peanut butter at all. Casey Jones has a family member with an allergy, so... Uh, they eat wow butter, which I'd never heard of before, but that's that's cool that there's an alternative for people that can't eat peanut butter. Well, is it is it nut butters in general, I, I wonder, or like specifically peanut butter? Yeah, I don't know. And I agree with Roxanne. She said that smooth is better because it's easier to spread. Wait, wait. So you, you voted for creamy? I voted, voted for creamy smooth only because of its spreading abilities. So you are not on the majority side. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's correct. I lost this poll. <laughs> I came out on the short end of this one. The total number of debates. <laughs> <laughs> we lost track of that a long time ago. Oh, yeah. After, after okay, that, next was... poll was, and this is one that I posted, was what's the perfect temperature? And actually 70 uh, was the winning vote getter with 18 votes. Yeah. 75 came in second with 11 votes. Jess of Jess fame and Vlado of It's Not Rocket Surgery voted for something in Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're not even going to count their votes. Vanessa York agreed. We love all of you, uh, but we're just going to ignore those comments. Uh, Luke strangely <laughs> voted for 95 degrees with 95% humidity. <laughs> I was going to come to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, he lives in Florida. so Yeah, that's right. That's right. Chris Osborne of Play Comics Podcast was the only one to vote for a temperature under under 60. What did he vote for? He actually voted twice. He voted for 40 and 50. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> he likes it chilly. Let's just say that. Yeah. And then, Adam, you voted for 69. I feel like, okay, as much as that's fun to say and it's hilarious, I also feel like it's the perfect temperature. <laughs> well, you could have voted for 70. You didn't have to insert 69 as an option, which you did, and then he voted for it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a man who likes, you know, the 69. The temperature, temperature. <laughs> degrees. Degrees, degrees Fahrenheit. Right, degrees Fahrenheit. Right, Kelvin. <laughs> Kelvin. <laughs> Whoa. Yikes. Uh, okay, let's move on to our next poll. This is another one that I posted, and that was, what's your favorite John Hughes film? Oh. This is a tough one because there's a ton of good John Hughes films. Yeah, that's true. However, The Breakfast Club won. That was the top vote getter. Ferris Bueller's Day Off was not far behind, along with Uncle Buck, Christmas Uncle Vacation, Buck. and 16 Candles. Uh, they rounded out the top five. Weird Science got some discussion, but it was not a top vote getter. But that was a good movie. I liked it. I mean, Christmas Vacation is one of my all-time favorites. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> in, in fact, it is my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something that I play as soon as I play. That's, that's usually the movie that I play while I'm putting up my Christmas tree. That's right. Reasons. And for folks that don't know this, if you remember the movie well enough, do you remember the little girl that interacted with Chevy Chase in that one scene? Yep. She's been on our show, Adam. I know. that, And actually, that was right. I listened to that episode the day you contacted me to be on the show. Oh, no kidding. That's cool. Yep. Her name is Ellen Latson. She played Ruby Sue in Christmas Vacation. She, it was a terrific interview. I really, really appreciate her coming on the show. And you can go back and listen to that if you want to. It's a great interview. You, you nailed it, man. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Okay. 
Next poll is also about Christmas. This was posted by Keith. When should Christmas activities start? The winning mm-hmm. vote getter was the day after Thanksgiving. I think that's pretty yeah. common. Yeah. Many other people indicated starting much earlier. I know for you, any day is a good day to celebrate Christmas. Every day is a good day. And I, day. I, I don't disagree with that. You know what? I, I really enjoy Christmas and the holiday season. You've really brought me around on, oh, right. on just the joy of Christmas all year round. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. I'm not like banging people's heads about you need to like Christmas. I just love it. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm being sincere. You've brought me around on all year round Christmas. I feel like I might cry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, one of the things that I've really come to enjoy about you is that you love Christmas so much. (laughs) It's joyful and triumphant. (laughs) (laughs) So why wouldn't you want to do it all year round? (laughs) Because seriously. (laughs) Okay. Our next poll was posted by Bob Haynes, again, of Cretans Guild. It was about daylight savings. Basically, why are we still doing this? Not surprisingly. People don't like daylight savings or changing their clock, and I 100% agree. Well, I think that when you're younger and you don't know any better, like, it's a great idea. Cool. Fall back, spring forward. But then as you get older, you realize it's completely unnecessary. Yeah, like, what's the point of this? Yeah, it doesn't have a purpose anymore. And I will tell you, I think state by state, it's starting to gain momentum for everybody getting rid of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I so, I, uh, I heard a discussion about it one time, and like, well, who's really kind of fighting and lobbying to, for this to stay a thing? Right. And, exactly. Uh, and somebody was like, well, it's actually like, like I think it was like the barbecue, um, like grill makers and stuff like that, you know. So basically, you know, big barbecues trying to f- the little guy is what they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually, we're not going to stand for it. We're going to overthrow a big barbecue, <laughs> but while having a barbecue because it's while delicious. throwing a big barbecue <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so those are all of our polls. Thanks, everybody, for those. They're great polls. Now, there's a guy that appears on our show on the hotline on a regular basis, and we're always glad when he does. Do you know who I'm talking about? Please let it be Peter DeVilvis. It's Peter DeVilvis. Yes! As much as anybody that calls in, he's got some catchphrases. He does have some catchphrases, yeah. He does. And one of those catchphrases is something that Tom Joe says, and I love it when... (laughs) Peter says this, but it's, I think I better dance now. <laughs> I think I better dance now. <laughs> exactly. And so he was nice enough to send us two clips. Yeah. So that we could understand where that came from. Absolutely. So I'm going to play those now. The first one is from Tom Jones's cover of the Prince song Kiss, which this was, this came out when I was old enough to be at least aware of it. Uh-huh. But I just don't remember it. But anyways, I'm, I'm going to play the part that includes... Peter's catchphrase. Okay. So there's clip number one. <laughs> I think I'm about to dance now. <laughs> and if you watch the video, and I encourage that you do, guess what he does? Right after he says that. He dances. He commences dancing, folks. He's not one to make idle suggestions. Idle promises about his dancing. <laughs> yeah, so that's clip number one. It's That's terrific. And then here, this is actually a song by another band called Seduction. And in this case, they're sampling Tom Jones. Oh. So first, it's a Tom Jones cover of a Prince song. And now the other band is, is sampling him. So here's what that sounds like. Oh, 
How about that? <laughs> God bless Peter DeVilbus. Seriously. I have to shake that man's hand one day. I don't even think I have a bucket list, but if I had one, meeting Peter DeVilbus is actually, would actually be on my bucket list. Well, I feel like, though, in some way, that if we met Peter DeVilbus, we would be an ultimate letdown for him. <laughs> <laughs> He'd stop listening to our show. We'd never hear from him again. Yeah, I know. He's like, you guys actually kind of suck in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But anyway, Peter, thank you very, very much. That's one of the things that I love about Peter is that he he makes references in his calls of all these things that make me very nostalgic. Yes. Yeah. And he nails every single one. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, thanks, Peter. We appreciate that. Okay, moving on, Adam. We got a hotline message, I think, on the last episode from Chris Brayton at the More Gooder Than podcast. Always a classic. Who's one of our brothers over at the Podfix Network. In that message, he suggested that we go to Pottermore and each of us get our wand assignments. Yeah, I had done that a long time ago. Yeah, and, and I hadn't. So I went and did that. I set up an account and did it. And But additionally, I went ahead and did my house. And I know that you've already done your house. Absolutely. And so we're going to reveal the results of both our wands and our houses right here. I think that your wand would probably be something in the form of a TV remote control <laughs> Nine inches long with uh, a battery core, <laughs> a double A battery core. <laughs> that is an excellent guess, but that is not what my wand was. Here's my wand. My wand was hazelwood with a phoenix feather core. Cool. 12 and a quarter inches and reasonably supple flexibility. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. And it's actually a very cool drawing. So I'm very happy with my wand. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And what was yours? Mine is uh, sycamore wood. Nice. With unbending flexibility. I'm not <laughs> sure how that works. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. It's 10 and three quarters in length, and it has a unicorn hair for a core. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, okay. I think that phoenix and unicorns probably, you know, two of the best ones you could have. Yeah. So I think we'd both say that we are satisfied with which wands were issued to us. Yeah, I no, I, I think so too. All right, so even more than that... If you only have like a surface level knowledge or exposure to Harry Potter, the thing that everybody knows or is aware of is people getting assigned to different houses. Right. And the four houses are Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. And so I thought it was a good idea to go out to the group and let people predict which house we were assigned to. Yes. So we're going to do you first. And I I mean, I, I don't know. You haven't told me which house you're in. So let me just tell tell you what people predicted. Okay. The winning prediction was that you're part of Hufflepuff. Interesting. Yeah, second was Gryffindor, and then Ravenclaw and Slytherin came in last. Interesting. So, are you ready to reveal which house you were assigned to? I'm ready to reveal my house. All right. I'm going to hit the drum roll. Okay. Adam's house is Ravenclaw. Nice. Yep. And I've taken that test three times. Once when I was uh, much younger, 
And um, twice again later, I've, I've kind of weaseled my way to do it. And I got Ravenclaw both times. The first one, it was I don't remember what I had the first time. But uh, it was Ravenclaw the last two. Interesting. So you're definitely Ravenclaw. 100%. And so is Liz. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We, we were two Ravenclaws that married. And, and interestingly about Ravenclaw is that some of the famous Ravenclaw people were either villains or crazy people <laughs> in the movies. <laughs> right. But Ollivander, who gave you your wand, was uh, Ravenclaw. Nice. Okay, terrific. Yeah. All right, moving on to me. So again, we went to the group and asked people to predict. Yep. The overwhelming prediction, by a five-vote margin, the most popular prediction was Hufflepuff for me. Are you serious? That's interesting. Did you want to guess? Um... I actually, I think you might be a Ravenclaw. Okay, so here goes. Drum roll, please. house that i was assigned to was ravenclaw yes dude we're in the same house yes i know this is amazing all right congratulations to my wife to jim weir to chris brayton who gave us this assignment and to my longtime podcast co-host Adam Saunders for for being the only four <laughs> correct predictions of which house I was in. So this is this is really great. I, I love this assignment. And actually, um, if everybody hasn't posted already, um, let's do a uh, what house are you in post in Facebook. I I might do that tonight. Yeah, go ahead um, and do it. I, well, I mean, anybody that's familiar enough or is interested enough in Harry Potter, I know that everybody isn't. But if you are, we definitely want to know what house you're part of. Yeah, and I'll do it in a poll format, and we'll just look at who's in what house, and you can comment if you want to. Yeah, that'd be great. Good idea. And, you know, really quick, the Ravenclaw traits are intelligent, wise, sharp, witty, and individual. So, um, with that being said, what is Chelsea? What house does she belong to? Oh, good question. She is Gryffindor. Oh, what a great what a great house. And yeah. it's fitting for her. It's perfect. And Liam is also Gryffindor. He doesn't have an email address. He's not official. <laughs> he does now. <laughs> Noah is actually Hufflepuff. And my oldest, Cameron, is also Ravenclaw. So he and yes. I are in the same in the same house. Hell yeah. Thanks, Chris. That was really, really fun. I'm glad you asked us to do that. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There there's the results. That's fantastic. What a what a good what a good little assignment. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, I think you're really gonna like this next thing, Adam. Okay. But I have to give you a little bit of backstory on the audio I'm about to play because it's a bit complicated. So let me try to explain. It started with a post by Keaton Patty on Twitter. And Keaton is a comedy writer who has written for The Onion, Comedy Central, and Funny or Die, among some other things. Wow. Really funny guy. Great Twitter follow. He's partly known for a series of tweets called I Forced a Bot. Have you heard this? No. So this tweet is from that series. And here's what the tweet said. I forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of lawyer commercials and then asked it, asked it to write a lawyer commercial of its own. Here's the first page. And then he posts the first page of this script Yeah, with the tweet. And it's really, really funny. I've heard of things like this. Yeah, so he's got a whole series of these, of these yeah. I Forced a Bot. So Emily Prokop, the host and creator of The Story Behind, which is a great show, another indie podcast, she posted that tweet 
in the Karen and Ellen roomies, which is the you know group run by Josh Hallmark. It's one of his groups. Right. She did that because the Karen Ellen Letters has a character named Rob that is an aspiring law student. Huh. Sarah Stapleton saw that post and commented that she wanted Tori uh, to read the script because I think although he doesn't play Rob on the podcast, I think he played Rob on a live reading performance that they did. Maybe, maybe, huh. at, Rumi, maybe at RumiCon, which is a meetup for the, show, for the fans of the show. Right. And so at Sarah's request, Kelsey and Tori did a recording using the script that was posted in the tweet. That's awesome. It is awesome. And as you know, we celebrated our 50th episode a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And Sarah was nice enough to send us the audio as a bladed happy 50th episode gift. Oh, that's awesome. I know. So as far as I know, no one has recorded a performance of this script or any of Keaton's scripts before. So with that explanation, I bring you a This Week Today exclusive. A lawyer stands next to a shelf of books. The books are very wide. They have eaten too many words. Have you been hurt in an accidental car? (laughs) Has the government sold your lungs without asking nicely? Are you mesothelioma? (laughs) Answer me! (laughs) The lawyer opens a briefcase. It's full of lemons. The justice fruit only lawyers may touch. If so, you can act entitled for money. (laughs) I'll help. I graduated from lawn school, and all my teachers were bitten by dogs. Words scroll across the bottom of the screen. These are the cases the lawyer takes. Unfair stabbing. Illegal shoes. Music to Canadian. Sue the rain. Divorce your toilet. Fake sons. I've been a lawyer for over 35 weekends, and I'm currently dating the Bill of Rights for fun. We see the Bill of Rights. It's in love. The lawyer will break its heart. There's nothing we can do. Let me use it to send your asbestos to court. I will wear two suits, and I promise to steal the judge's gavel for you. The lawyer opens the jacket of his first suit. Millions of gavels pour out. His promise has worth. Millions. My clients never go to jail town. We see his past clients. A tornado. A tornado. A tornado. Remember, you don't pay any money unless you pay us money. (laughs) Call for the free use of a phone. The phone digits appear. It's your social security. (laughs) How great is that? Have you been injured in an accidental car? (laughs) (laughs) What better people to read that? There are none. They absolutely nailed that. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Those two are just like the most fun ever. (laughs) They're up for anything. I love it. (laughs) Yes. So thank you, Sarah, Tori, and Kelsey for that sweet gift of ridiculous humor. (laughs) Yes, that was. I love that so much. Now, I, I will say this. That was a spoof of a lawyer commercial. As a follow-up to this, this may not happen because I already explained this at the top of the show. But next episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to bring you ads from a real attorney that practices not far from me. Uh huh. It's so absurd, you're not gonna believe it. Are you serious? He, yes. He he's done. He has a YouTube channel. He goes by Lawhawk. Oh, the Lawhawk. Well, I love the Lawhawk. He practices here in town, not Are far from serious? me. Are you serious? Yes. No kidding. 
In fact, there's a guy in our group in the GBI that I think knows the Lawhawk. Oh man! Yes, and so I, I, I'm gonna we'll we'll try to work that into the agenda. We'll play some ads from the Lawhawk ne- on next episode. Oh, that's brilliant! A few new titles are available in the Gravity Beard Library. Here they are: How to Turn Your Tears into Dollars, <laughs> <laughs> the Chuck It List, a thousand things I'll never do before I die. I love that one. I do too. And it's actually a journal, so you can journal. Yeah, it's a, it's an interactive journal. Yeah, that you don't intend on doing before you die. And my favorite, everything is falling apart according to plan. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, so go talk to Keith, our librarian, and pick some of these up. Keith has really done a good job of curating the collection. Yeah, and actually, if you want to see all of his posts from when he, going all the way back to when he started, you just have to search the hashtag intern library. Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, Adam. By far, one of the things that has taken over the group more than anything else is the Great Potato Debate of 2018. As you mentioned, it was courtesy of Paul Choma of the Varmints podcast. If in case you missed it, and I'm not sure how you could, it was a series of polls to determine the official potato side dish of the Gravity Beard interns. Yeah. I don't think anyone, including Paul, thought it would catch on like it did. No, and I was really surprised and disappointed in a lot of people in the group. well we'll allow the results to speak for themselves before we get to the poll and the official declaration Uh uh-huh there were a few side bits that resulted from this one was a song that tiff posted it's from comedian cheryl wheeler who actually i've never heard of her but Mm -hmm. it's called the potato song and it's to the tune of the mexican hat dance that's interesting yeah it's really funny so let me just go ahead and play that for us they're red, they're white, they're brown They get that way underground There can't be much to do So now they have blue ones too We don't care what they look like, we'll eat them Any way they can fit on our plate Every way we can conjure to heat them We're delighted and think they're just great Potato, 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 potato Potato, 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 potato Potato, potato, potato Potato, potato, That's really difficult I know Sometimes we ditch the skin to eat what it's holding in. Sometimes we'd rather please have just the outside with cheese. They have eyes, but they do not have faces. I don't know if their feelings get hurt by just hanging around in dark places where they only can stare at the dirt. Potato, 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 potato. So anyway, you get the the general gist of it. Dude, that's that's pretty uh, difficult to sing and awesome. Oh, yeah. I thought it was very, very funny. And so, I, I never again, I've never heard of Cher Wheeler, but she's very funny. And if you want to hear the whole video, then you can just, uh, I think you should search Potato Song or Cher Wheeler or something, but it, it's out there. But Tiff, thank you for posting it. That was very funny. Yeah, totally. Now, one thing that I'm really glad about that I very much appreciate is anytime we kind of latch onto something in the group we 100% of the time take it way too far. Yes. That's exactly what's happened. And it's had tremendous results. (laughs) Because in the course of discussing all of this, and that's the thing is it only just takes one little comment and it just, it's like a forest fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's a a great analogy. Yes. And so Derek from The Wild Pitch, he threw in just a, probably a throwaway comment. I think he would probably consider it. But he said, hey, it'd be great if if we did a Ken Burns style documentary from the front lines of the potato war. 
(laughs) So I don't remember the comments after that, but essentially it resulted in a few of us recording some letters home to family from the front lines of the Great Potato War. I love this group, man. (laughs) Oh my gosh. They're so fantastic. As these started coming in and I started producing them, I just became more and more excited to share them with everybody. So here we go. Can't wait to hear it. We're going to start with Derek, who came up with a very idea for this. Eleanor, since last I wrote, I've witnessed the demise of some fine potato dishes. Dishes that I dare say I loved. I fear for the safety of my French-style fried potatoes. Our crunchy tuba treat has come under heavy fire, and now the enemy has closed in on us. If I do not return, more not for me, but for the taste buds of weaker persons, for their mush has conquered the day. Your loyal husband, Derek. <laughs> so there's the first one. That was great. <laughs> I think that does a great job of, of setting the tone. Yes. Here's the next one. This one is from Christopher DeVos of Podcast 42. Oh, cool. Here's his letter home. This is going to be perfect. My dearest Beatrice, it's been several days since we have seen the eyes of the enemy. In the meantime, the Sarge has me and the boys on sour cream duty. It beats bacon and chive duty, but it's still tedious. Damn this war, and damn the fryheads. Your brother, Christopher. P.S. My potato skins are running thin. Please send money. (laughs) Wow. He completely nailed it. He absolutely did. Okay, Adam, are you ready for mine? Oh, yeah. Okay, here's my effort. Dearest father and dearest mother, I am writing you to inform you of my well-being. Conditions are harsh. It's been hotter than a frying pan on most days, like being in the very pits of hell. Additionally, the opposing side is coming at us with all their might. They seemingly will not give up until we declare French fries to be the superior potato form. But we have not lost our resolve. We continue to fight. We respond with continued attacks of scolding gravy and enormous pads of butter. (laughs) In the end, we will taste victory, and it will come with a slight garlic flavor. I hope to see you both very soon. Your brave son, Topher. Scalding <laughs> <laughs> <Scald and> gravy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so to be clear, you were for French fries, is that correct? No, I was for mashed potatoes. You're for the mashed? Okay. Mm-hmm. I absolutely was. Okay. Our next one is from Sarah Stapleton. Ooh, Sarah Hacks for that. Sarah Hack for that. Dear Henry, I hope this letter finds you well. Reports from the frontline cooks tell us supplies are running quite low. We're peeling as fast as we can and keeping the home fryers going. Hold fast, dearest Henry. We may be down now, but the baskets will rise again. The fries of the French are righteous and mighty. <laughs> All my love and ketchup. Wendy. <laughs> that was great. No, These are some solid entries, man. Jeez. They're really solid, man. Okay. Our next one is from Paul Choma, who, by the way, Paul was the first one to send his in. Oh, okay. 
My dearest Penelope, I received your letter yesterday. We shall leave here on no more than five hours rest with three days of our cooked mashed potato rations to go and fight those that would sup on french fries every evening. We expect to be engaged at any minute once we cross the line into Idaho. Captain Blake arrived yesterday with this letter in the bundle. Thanks, dear wife. The shoes do finely, as do the cans of brown and white gravies which I will share with my fellow brave soldiers. I have suffered very much from boils, but the camp medics keep treating them with mashed potato poultices, and I am getting better. My dearest wife, if this should be the last I write you, please do not mourn my loss, but rather know that I wait for thee, and we shall together dine on the finest mashed potatoes again in heaven. Kiss my little ones. God bless and preserve you, my darling wife. Your loving husband, Bartholomew. <laughs> Dude, his was so good. Like he just nailed like the cadence and diction of like you know the shoes do finally. Like it's just so <laughs> perfect in Civil War. Plus, everybody did such a good job. Doesn't it kind of take you there? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like it really does. Yeah, this is brilliant. All right, the next one is from our friend Keith. Yes. Dear Shireen, <laughs> this spud war is lasting longer than anyone could have anticipated. It appears our victory over the potato skins at Fort Applebee's <laughs> was a mere appetizer <laughs> for things to come. Generals Green and Saunders have declared that this week, today in fact, <laughs> we'll begin our march towards Idaho where the spuds are digging in under the direction of Colonel Hungry Jack Russell. <laughs> Fear not, my love. I feel victory will be ours. Our allies to the north are sending the legendary Admiral Putin with his fleet of gravy boats and his army of Kurds to our aid. I will write again when I can. Yours, Keith. That was awesome. He got some puns and play on words in there. That was great. And he worked in the title of our show. I know. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. All right. I love that Adam. guy. Yes. I have saved the best for last. Oh, and which one is that? That would be yours, sir. Oh, I thank you, dear friend. <laughs> yes. Yours is the only one I haven't played yet. Now, listen, all of them were fantastic. Those were really, really good. But you had a very, very good one, and here it is now. <laughs> thank you. Dearest family, it is with a heavy heart that I write this letter as I do not think we'll make it home after this. Our brigade was surprised at the evening meal hour by a large number of soggy spuds that had crested the northernmost ridge, unnoticed by the night watchman. The mashed marauders took out the French fry fortress held by 100 brave soldiers, who died bravely in the service of opposing those who would see the end of the delicious fried side dish. An intense battle ensued thereafter, we scooped and scooped and scooped, but the mashed potatoes would not be denied. We held out for three hours. It was terrible. French fry and mashed potato carnage was everywhere. They fought with gravy, skins, and sour cream, while we held with ketchup, seasonings, and happiness. When all hope was thought to be lost, at long last our reinforcements arrived. Our big 50-pound scoopers. <laughs> we scooped and tossed and fought back. Victory was ours. 
The delicious, perfectly crispy french fries with spicy seasonings had repelled the bland and boring pile of smashed spuds. <laughs> Never again would the people have to settle for the standard side. Progress had been made. I was elated. But it was then that I realized I was waist deep in one last pile of mashed potatoes. And for me, there would be no escape. As I close my eyes one final time, I will rest in the victory of the superior spud. The delicious, crispy French fry. I love you all. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was so good. <laughs> Thank you. Although I had to say that to me, a little bit of the effect was lost when you have like Keith's baritone, like yeah. gloriously deep voice, and right. then followed by like my no low <laughs> EQ voice. Yeah, but but yours told quite a tale. <laughs> there were many good parts. There were two parts that stood out to me. One was we held out for three hours. It was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other part, something like we fought back with ketchup, seasoning, and happiness. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Such magic moments. (laughs) But seriously, everybody deserves a huge round of applause. Oh, that was was fantastic. So, uh, first of all, the fact that everyone took the time to do that and everyone took the time to like adjust their accent except for me. So that was a miss on my part, but everyone like tried an accent. They told a story. That I I can't believe that. I'm like wiping my eyes. It's it was so so good. Doesn't that blow you away? Yeah, that was amazing, guys. <laughs> Holy crap. We we needed to do little more things like that. I mean, we won't force it, you know, but that was that was brilliant. It really was. So if anyone else wants to record a letter home, please do. Just email it to to the show at thisweekpod at gmail.com. Just send me the, the dialogue. You don't have to add any music or special effects. I'll do that uh, on our end, and we'll play those in upcoming episodes. So, that was yeah, we, awesome. awesome. We would love to hear more letters home from the front lines of the potato war. This is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this war has a resolution. It does. We'll get there. We'll, we will get there. Okay. Okay. Now I have some mystery audio to play, Adam. Ooh, I love mystery audio. And I don't even know exactly how to introduce this, but I, th- I do think it has something to do with the potato debate, and that's why I'm playing it here. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. That's it. What? That was it. That's it? Or that's that's what, what it is? Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry that I had to see that. I... Uh, okay. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to be a little while, but when I get there, I guess I guess we can sit down and, and really just kind of just kind of a nail biter. Honestly, I, I don't really know what I'm what I'm going to do about this whole thing. Listen, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry to drop this on you on your busiest day of the year. Do you want Do you want to like Do you want to meet somewhere, or should we just like is this it? Like, I'm not driving right now. Like wherever we need to go, we can go. Let, we can we can talk about it. Um, I could go for some fries. I don't really. I'm not really feeling fries. You're a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I feel like this is something that goes beyond fries. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's too much for fries. 
This isn't too much for fries. Nothing's ever too much for fries. Noah, you don't know anything about fresh fries, okay? <laughs> I was born. I for three years. I was born surrounded by fries. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly, this is exactly what is happening right now. You're just like your mother, you know that? You're just like oh, your mother. Oh, Always goes for the fries, oh, don't you? Oh, <laughs> Oh, my God. I am so done with this. I am so you know done what? with this. You know what? You know what? What? I, but I, I don't know. Apparently, you know what? Well, I don't, I don't even know who what is anymore. Who's what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. God, okay, 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 okay. All right. Let me just, listen, I let's, just need your help. Just, I need I, your help for five minutes. I don't... Look. Look. I just... I'm, I'm sorry. I feel irate. I'm nervous. This is a big thing. And I don't want to eat fries while I'm talking about it. Is that reasonable? We don't... I'm just hungry. We don't have to have fries. I was just trying to... We just... I can, I, just, I can go out to my car and get my pretzels. It's fine. Okay, okay. All right. We'll meet at your car for pretzels. <laughs> or, wait, how many? Do you have just one? I probably don't have one pretzel. I have like, there's probably like eight left in there, and then there's like the salt. Okay, well, is it like an open bag or like what? <laughs> is it like one? No, I opened them like two days ago, so they're like, they're like borderline stale probably, but I think. I don't know. Oh, my God. Like, no, I feel like it's not even... It hasn't been a lot of humidity. It's been cold. Okay, well, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. They're probably yeah. still stale. No, humidity increases stalidity. Okay, I don't think... I don't think you know how... Yeah, and then it just a- ends there. That is uh, hilarious. <laughs> I was born surrounded by fries. <laughs> <laughs> What on earth? And I don't recognize those two voices. You want to know what I think it is? What? I think that's the follow-up from Anonymous Pizza Guy. Huh. Yeah. Remember the guy that called and ordered 16 pizzas? Yeah. I think that was a follow-up from that guy. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I was born surrounded by fries. It was like performance art. It was like an open bag or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure that that's who it was, but I think maybe it was. And so, yeah. And it was topical because it, it fit into it fit into our potato debate. <laughs> right. That was that was interesting and awesome. That was his version of the potato debate. His Civil War letter, as it were. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess Anonymous Pizza Guy, I don't think he listens to our show, but... Uh man, thanks for thanks for sending that in. I guess. Yeah. No. Keep and keep it coming. Yeah. I, again, I I said this after his last entry. Uh, I don't know how you're going to follow this up. I really don't know how he's going to follow this up. But in any case, thanks for. It's good to good to hear from you, pal. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Okay. Now for the poll results, Adam. This is big, and I think it was like didn't like the tie get broken today? It did. And so we're going to go through the poll results and the declaration of the official potato side dish of the gravity beard interns. Yes. First. So not included in this poll were sweet potatoes in any form, curly or waffle fries, which I think is a pretty important, you know, I mean, I get it. It's, it's kind of falls into the French fry category, but waffle and curly fries are so delicious. Well, and and I'm big on things made from sweet potatoes. so, So, Okay, so those last two are, are definitely, like you said, derivatives of French fries. Mm-hmm. 
but to me they're they're different and I like both of them more than french fries. Like uh, I would choose yeah. I would choose waffle fries or curly fries over normal french fries. Well, I agree with that. I I think though that like the the result is the same though. Yeah, maybe. Is it so anyways, there were 14 different forms of a potato side dish included in the poll. This is what did not make it in the top 10. Potato salad, potato vodka, potato skins, and baked potatoes. And here we go with the top 10 countdown all the way to one so we can make our declaration. Yes. Number 10, scalloped potatoes. Those went out early. Pass. Number nine, fondant potatoes. Pass. Number eight, potato pancakes. Pass. Tied for seventh was roasted potatoes and home fries. Those are both medium. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's fitting. They fell in the middle. (laughs) Starting out the top five was au gratin potatoes. Yeah. I actually like au gratin. Yeah, they're not bad. Number four was hash browns. Delicious hash browns. Yes. This is where it starts to get controversial. Eliminated the three spot, which is my favorite, hoping to get to the end, tater tots. The tater tots are so delicious, man. I love tater tots. Seriously. I pushed really hard for tater tots to make it at least to the final two. Yeah. So for like two or three weeks, we debated this. We did daily or every other day elimination polls, eliminating one at a time. We went through this entire exercise, and believe it or not, it came down to a tie. Which is so fitting of our group. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> We're either like completely divided or totally standing as one typically. <laughs> yes. So it came down to a tie between French fries and mashed potatoes. Okay. Which I guess was the inevitable conclusion of that. Right. So here's the, here's the deal. We needed to come up with a good way of breaking the tie. Now, Paul first suggested that we ask Phil and Nick from My Thing Can Beat Your Thing to come uh-huh. out of retirement because that, that was a great podcast. It was one of my favorites, but they decided to quit doing it. Uh. I love this suggestion. I reached out to Phil. He didn't want to do it. Really? I understand. Once you've ended your podcast, you don't want to do another episode of your podcast. Okay. So no, no big deal. Keith suggested Chris and Adam duel to the death. But in my opinion, that's not good for the long or short ter- short term future of the show since one of us would be dead. Well, true, but it is a fair suggestion. That's true. I, I thought it was at least I thought it was creative. Keith I, is known uh, for his creativity. I thought it was it was consistent with that. Yeah, no, I think that was I mean, I think it's a it's a good a good choice, but you're right. It doesn't have a lot of sustainability. There's just some practical issues with that suggestion. Right. Also we don't live in the same city, so we can't do it. Right. One of us would have to buy a plane ticket. They're very expensive. That's very yeah. time consuming. You've got a busy work schedule. Yeah. It's just not it, at the end it would be very difficult to execute, but thank you, Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Derek from the Wild Pitch, he also had a very good idea. He said representatives from both sides should square off in a Dancing with the Stars type competition. This is a <laughs> great idea. Yeah, totally. Now, if if we had the patience and we could delay it until the Gravity Beard r- real world, we might have could have staged such a thing. Yep. But I think the group was restless and they wanted this to be determined far before that could happen. Yeah, the group was restless, restless on this one. Like they They wanted an answer. They really did. And so I thought about it. And finally, I suggested, why don't we just run a poll in a different group <laughs> to help break the tie? So I did run a tiebreaker poll in another group, but I did it in the underdog podcast community on Facebook. Okay. Which, of course, is an entire community of independent podcasters and listeners. 
And I, th- I thought that was a good one because there's over 2,100 members in that group. So it's a really yeah. big sample size. Now, remember, this is not just a tiebreaker between fries and mashed potatoes, but it determines the outcome of the potato debate once and for all. Right. Are you ready for the results? I can't wait for them. Drum roll, please. The winner of the tiebreak poll was 64% of the votes, and therefore, the official potato side dish of the Gravity Beard interns is... French fries. Yes! Wow, but that was a, a that's that's a pretty device um sorry, decisive victory. Sixty four percent. Yeah, that's pretty big. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Wow, that I mean this this was and, and nobody can argue the results. No, it it's decisive. It was a fair way to determine it. We went through yeah. the process. And man, tons of credit to Paul for painstakingly going through all the steps to come up with the official potato side dish for the group. Yeah, I mean, this guy. Yeah. He's like achieving on all levels. He's superlative at everything he does. He really is. And so there you go, Adam. I think you would agree that that closes the book on the great potato debate of 2018. And I was on the winning side. <laughs> <laughs> A win occurred. A win occurred, and you were on the majority <laughs> side of this. Once again. And you're doing a lot of winning this week. Yeah, you know, it's, it's I mean, kind of Jordan-esque, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do know what you mean. Because <laughs> he's a winner. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. All right, well, let's put that to bed. Adam, how about some messages from the hotline? I love hotline messages. Okay, now, normally this is the last thing we do at our meetings, but today we actually have something very important to cover afterwards. Okay. But let's go ahead and jump into our messages. Let's do it. This is Moose Hotline. This is how I talk. I called up to the Gravity Bird Hotline to tell you a little about Moose. This is what I heard. Moose is known for Moose of Cow. It is categorized as Red Moose. The term Moose for the Moose of Mammals. Okay. <laughs> so that sounded like it could have been something hilarious, except whoever that was their phone connection was really bad okay yeah so I, I really apologize to whoever that was thanks for taking the time to call in um, yeah, I didn't but understand for, a single word unfortunately yeah but for whatever reason I caught about four or five words of that and I didn't get the rest so yeah um, so yeah sorry man we, we tried to play your message but uh, but that's that's all we could get from it let's play our next message Adam <laughs> and here's our next message and here's our next message Adam <laughs> Adam, how about our next message? <laughs> Let's get to our next message. <laughs> There's the beat. I was looking for the beat, but I was like, where's the beat? How you doing, Gravity Beard interns and folks? Howdy. This is Hank Hill, and this is how I talk. Yes, nice. Hank Hill. I was just calling in to give you some interesting facts about propane. And propane <laughs> accessories. Such as, Bring it. did you know propane is one of the lightest simplest hydrocarbons in existence. As a result, it's one of the cleanest burning of all fossil fuels. It's true. (laughs) Also of note, complete combustion of propane produces clean water vapor and carbon dioxide. Well, that sounds pretty good. 
<laughs> better than that coal garbage. You know what I mean? I do. Here's another fun fact. Propane clothes dryers dry. And then he gets cut off. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks, Hank Hill. <laughs> yes, and he said this is how I talk. I'm assuming he says Dunsky at the end. He has to. So we know it's Hank Hill. So, Adam, do you realize that that's our first, not celebrity, our first animated celebrity to call into the show? Animated celebrity. Oh, that's true. Yes. Really good point. Yeah, so thanks, Hank Hill. Great to hear from you. And listen, I'm sure you've got an endless list of facts about propane. Feel free to call back and share some more. Yeah, I mean, and, and Hank Hill is known for his knowledge and sales of propane and propane accessories. So that's, that's a really right. informational call. Yeah, so keep it coming. All right, let's play our next message. Okay, Gravity Beards. Um, this is Luke. This is how I talk. And uh, I'm obviously not at work anymore. I'm not at liberty to discuss that. But uh, also, I can't afford the plane ticket. Um, I think I might... Oh, crap. There goes my ride. I got to catch the next one. Uh, see you soon. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> are you hitchhiking all the way to Dallas? <laughs> yeah, so he, he said he was on his way. It sounds like now he actually is on his way. Yeah, well, he just missed his ride, so he might be on a delay now. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, he, he's a pretty determined guy, so I imagine he's going to make it here eventually. Yeah, he'll get there, man, and he will be knocking on your door. Now, what's hilarious is I didn't hear the message until just now. I just know that it said Luke from the road. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Classic Luke. (laughs) Yeah, so that's very funny. Luke, I can't wait to see you. Looking forward to you getting here. Yeah, and that's the two quality messages in a row. It really is. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, buddy. I think you're going to like the next one, too, Adam. I'm sure that I will. What's happening, guys? It's yeah. What's happening? <laughs> I already said that. Why do I say, why do I do that all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do that all the time, just so you guys know, to everybody. It drives people crazy, I think. But they won't tell me. They just cut me off. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Listen, um, I want you guys to know I kept my word. I went to, I went to see... Uh, Phil Collins, like I told you on Twitter. Yes. Oh, and dude. I sang one verse. I sang one verse as as Tom Jones. <laughs> and he did the song yes. in the air tonight. All right? I'm not going to do uh, in the air tonight as Tom Jones for you guys today. All right? Oh. Um, but I will do this. I also, that week, I went to see Elton John. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so because it was requested of me, all right, I will do uh, Tom Jones singing uh, an excerpt of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road <laughs> by uh, Elton John. So it's Tom Jones doing uh, Elton John. All right? Yes, <laughs> please. Please. Oh, I finally decided my future lies. Beyond the yellow brick road. Oh, I think I better dance now. Yeah. <laughs> I was, let, let me tell you guys something. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna keep doing uh, Tom Jones and Mr. T. All right, because you know I don't want to bore your listeners. All right. 
Impossible. Uh, but yeah, you guys uh, uh, re- request it, and I can't I can't say no to you guys. You understand? <laughs> you guys are the best. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Oh, dude, Peter DeVille, this man. <laughs> he might be like my, my living hero, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. He delivers 100% of the time. Yeah, and he, he's always at, like, level 11. You know, he's always, <laughs> you know, just on fire. Yes. I, I like it that he impersonates a number of different celebrities, and then he mashes them together. Yeah, ex- absolutely. And he's 100% right. I'm never, or he's wrong that we're going to get tired of it. I am never no, going to get tired of him doing no. Tom Jones impressions. <laughs> yep. Peter, let us be very clear with you. That is, that is impossible. There's no way we could ever get tired of you. Please never hesitate to pick up and call the hotline. Yeah. <laughs> at 321-465-2180. We never get tired of hearing from you. Listen, Peter, you can just take my personal cell phone and feel free to call that anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what, Adam? I'm actually also going to get to see Elton John here in, in a couple of weeks. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Because it's his farewell tour. Yeah, that's going to be amazing, I bet. Okay, we just got a couple more messages. Are you ready? Yep. Hey, I'm Batman. Yes. I was recently sitting around listening to the Gravity Beard 50th special. Nice. Just enjoying myself away from work, away <laughs> from crime fighting, just having a nice night to relax. When I hear pain, it's like, dude, just give me this one time when I can get away from you. Always all up in my business in Gotham trying to screw everything up for everybody. You probably know who I am in real life, and I know who you are, even though we can't make the connection there, because we're both really good at hiding our identities. I just want one thing. All I want is to listen to my podcast. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to use all of my world's greatest detective powers, and I'm going to figure out who you are. Oh. Then I'm going to hack into your podcast accounts. And I'm going to make it so you can only listen to shows with bad audio. Oh, no. 20-minute rambling intros that have nothing to do with the topic. <laughs> weird noises that can't be explained, but definitely aren't part of the show. Unless you can leave me this one thing. Ooh. Just let me listen to my shows. All I have left. Either that, or promise to stop being a supervillain. And then... Maybe your real life self can go be friends with my real life self, and we can go frolicking through the forest. <laughs> ha, like that'll ever happen. I'm Batman, and this is how I talk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the Batman call-ins, man. <laughs> well, okay, so I did something that I normally wouldn't do with this hotline message: cursory research. Please. No, sir. <laughs> Don't even suggest that. Yeah, that's absurd. <laughs> no, I, I did what anybody would do with this, and I thought it'd be a good idea to go ahead and send this in advance to Bane. Oh, good idea. So that he could respond, and we could get Batman's message and Bane's response in the same show. Okay. And so, here is Bane's response to the message that Batman just left. <laughs> I hear your taunt, Batman, (laughs) and how poetic that your voice comes from the shadows as I climbed out of the darkness. (laughs) We have common ground, as you too are a member of the League of Shadows, and we both fear 
Gemware. <laughs> the chaos that is the Gravity Beards has joined us two together, so I welcome the podcast chaos that you speak of, because I can smile knowing that the Batman too spreads chaos in the world, even if only my world for now. Super villain, <laughs> allies in the liberation of the blinded ones surrounding us both is more like it. We will meet, and on that day you will frolic no more. Until next time, this is Bane, <laughs> and this is how I talk. Dude, that was an amazing response. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. We've got a thing going on. Yeah. Well, you know, poor Batman. He just wants his podcast, but you <laughs> he know. just wants to hang out, take a day off, <laughs> listen to a podcast or two. <laughs> nope. Bane. <laughs> Bane will not let him. <laughs> well, I would assume you would agree, and I can't wait to hear how this continues. Yes. Now, the Batman and Bane uh, episodes right now are just gold. Yeah, they're fantastic. All right. Well, that was our last messages, Adam. Oh. However, just as the potato debate was winding down, the next major item in the group has identified itself. Oh, do tell. I think you know what I'm talking about. Adam, as you know, a number of interns have taken on specific roles and given themselves appropriate titles. Correct. Well, we have a relatively new one. Jim Ware was already our roving reporter. I think you remember he broke the story on Big Banana. Of course. Well, now he's taken on a second role in title, the intern over nicknames. Yes. And boy, did he ever do that. Seriously. And so, like many things in the group, it very quickly has gotten out of hand. (laughs) But in the best way possible. As usual. As usual. So, Jim immediately got to work and has handed out several already. And I thought it'd be a good idea to share them here. Yeah, this is a perfect place. And can I just say how I like how nothing in the group doesn't become an issue. <laughs> like, it's like somebody makes any comment, immediately the next thing is it's out of hand. It's like cut scene to the party is going full blast. That is correct. Basically what Jim has done is he's put out the post, hey, if you want a nickname, let me know. You just have to give me a, a thorough description of yourself and then I'll craft your nickname. I'll, I'll go into my lab Right. And I'll handcraft your nickname based on the description of yourself. And so right. that's what he that's what he's done. And he has done it well. All right, so here we go. Here's what we have so far, and I think there's gonna be many more to come. So uh Luke Umshide, first he was given the nickname Chimichanga. Right. Which I really liked. But then ultimately he ended up with the nickname Kuda, which I also like. Kuda's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Leslie Morgan and Sarah Stapleton uh, also said they liked Chimichanga much better, but that's okay. If it's Kuda, then we'll, we're going to call him Kuda. Keith Gala is called Pizza Bob. Huh. Uh, Christopher DeVos was given the nickname Big Dog. Always a classic. Casey Jones is Peterbilt. Uh, Corey McCourt, <laughs> or Science McScience Face, is Woody. Clay Groves is Jeremiah. Uh, Tiff is Kitten. Huh. Uh, Brisky is, was given the nickname The Punisher. Yes, well-deserved. I like that there's a pun buried in her in her nickname. Of course. Sarah Stapleton is Lizzie. Leslie Morgan is McDreamy. 
Trisha and Shauna from our Podfix friends at Two Girls on a Bench, they were given a duo nickname, Laverne and Shirley. That's perfect. Which I love. They're great. And they actually sent us a hotline message in response to receiving their own nickname. Are you ready oh, for that? Yes. Of course, we both know them from from their kazoo fame. That's right. And so here is their mes- their response to Jim giving him the nickname Laverne and Shirley. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shamil, Shamazo, Heisenberg Incorporated. <laughs> How great is that? I just love that we have kazoo celebrities on our show. Have you ever heard a kazoo rendition of the Laverne and Shirley theme song? (laughs) Now I have. Now I have, and it's glorious. It's so wonderful. All right, picking back up the lip. By the way, thanks, girls, for saying that. Yeah. You guys are fantastic. Seriously. Bob Haynes was given the nickname uh, Buffett, as in Jimmy Buffett. Right, not Buffet, which was delicious. No, not Buffet, which I love both. Uh, Jess Ann was given the nickname Mantis. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and she loves it. Rightfully so. Vlada was given the nickname Jiggy. <laughs> and now we get to you and I. Now, Indeed. initially, I was dubbed with the nickname Peanut, and you were initially dubbed with the nickname Cheesecake. Right. And then you were given, which I, I thought this was very generous, you were given special dispensation for the holiday season, and you're temporarily known as Father Christmas. That's right. And and I wear that mantle proudly, actually. Very proudly. Yeah, I figured you would. And I think that's very fitting. And also, at some point, it looked like you unintentionally picked up the nickname Bucko. Yes, that was that was a direct, uh, a direct comment from Jim Ware himself. <laughs> right. So I think at least through the holiday season, we can call you Father Christmas. And I would love that. Yeah, I would as well. So ultimately, Peanut and Cheesecake did not stick. And another poll was ran. Uh, both of our nicknames were changed. And now... Our new nicknames, and this is kind of a duo, which I think fits, because we're yep. co-hosts of the show together. So our new nicknames are Otter and Flav. <laughs> Flavor Flav! Which I absolutely love. Those are yeah. fantastic nicknames. I agree. And I proudly accept them. We shall wear them with pride and dignity. Indeed. Now, the question you may be asking is, does the giver of nicknames, Jim Weir, have a nickname himself? The answer, of course, is yes. Corey took charge and ran a poll. It was posted. He added some options, and like always, people started adding more. There were some very good suggestions. Here are just a few. Stash, Huggy Bear, which I really liked. Yeah. Damn It Jim, (laughs) which I also liked. Yeah. And then my suggestion, calling him Father Time. I like Damn It Jim. (laughs) I do, too. I really... If if Damn It Jim ended up being his nickname, that wouldn't bother me a bit. Not even in the slightest. So are you ready for the results? 100% ready. So Jim's new nickname is The Colonel. <laughs> That's a great nickname. That is a great nickname, and I think it's very fitting. Uh, so there you go. So Jim is handing out nicknames. If you want a nickname yourself, just reach out to him in the group. Give him a description of yourself. He may follow up and ask some other questions and ask for, for some more information, but he will very happily issue a nickname. Yep, and he's good at it. So, And he's quite good at it. All right, Adam. So as you know, Thanksgiving is later this week. Indeed it is. In light of that, I have one more thing before we wrap up. Okay. It's a little something from Jim Weir to get you ready for Turkey Day. 
These are the steps Jim takes to prepare his Thanksgiving turkey. Okay. I'm just going to read through the steps. First, he buys the turkey, then have a glass of wine, (laughs) then stuff the turkey, then have another glass of wine. Of course. Put turkey in oven, relax, and have a glass of wine. (laughs) Turk the basty, wine of glass another get. (laughs) Hunt for meat thermometer. Glass yourself another pour of wine. (laughs) (laughs) I think you see where this is going. Absolutely. Bake the wine for four hours. (laughs) Take the oven out of the turkey. Tet the sable. Grab another waddle of bine. (laughs) And of course, the last step, Turk the carvey. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So there you go, folks. That's how you prepare your turkey on Thanksgiving. It's fantastic. All right. Well, this is probably going to go down as our longest episode, but we had so much to cover. Thanks, everybody, for hanging in there. I hope you enjoyed it. But yeah. this concludes this week's staff meeting. Thank you guys so much. This is a, a true delight every time we record. Oh, man, is it ever. A couple of things before we end the show. If you're not in our Facebook group, as you can see, uh, you really need to be there. Please come join us. We'd love to have you. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. It's an endless source of entertainment of all kinds. Almost literally endless. Yes. The number for the Gravity Beard hotline is 321-465-2180. Thank you to everyone for contributing so much great stuff to both of them. See the show notes for more information. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host, Tof. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Later. Okay, so that was that was part one. Dude, they are hilarious. Are you crunching something? Like while yeah, we're recording. What, but not while I'm talking. <laughs>